This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to another segment of the Cleveland Sports Show today with me, Darius uh, Darius Sefna. I'm feeling a lot better this week, Um, so my voice has been a lot better. The coughing has stopped, and I am ready to go for another awesome week in Cleveland sports. But first, let's get you caught up with your sports fact of the day. Today is Thursday, November 14th. And if you're familiar with the film Raging Bull by, um, or excuse me, with Robert De Niro, uh, then you'll most likely be very, very um, aware of this sports fact. Now, that movie, of course, it was an excellent movie. I just saw it this past week, um, now that I mention it. This uh, event, the, that movie is based on true events, and this true event occurred in 1947 when Bill Fox scores a technical knockout over fellow American Jake LaMotta, the main character of Raging Bull, in the fourth round of a light heavyweight fight at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Referee Frank Fulham stops the bout because of the extreme punishment suffered by LaMotta, who refuses to go down. Fox is a 1-3 favorite in odds, which shifted dramatically in his favor a few hours before the match. In 1960, Lamato will admit he threw the fight in exchange for a $20,000 payment to the Mafia and a chance at the World Middleweight Championship against Marcel Cerdan of France. Lamato will take the title from Cerdan on June 16, 1949. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen Raging Bull. I definitely suggest uh, that you do watch that movie. If you have Netflix, it is on Netflix. But nonetheless, let's get into some soccer. Now, the champion of the MLS has finally been crowned. It took us a while, but the champions are here. And Seattle, the Sounders, have finally won the MLS Cup on their home turf at CenturyLink Field this past Sunday. The Seattle Sounders defeated Toronto FC by a final score of 3-1. to one. Um, All of the goals came in the second half, starting with Seattle's Kelvin Laerdom in the 57th minute. It was nip and tuck at one nothing until the 76th minute until Seattle's Victor Rodriguez scored to give the Sounders a 2 nothing lead. Rual Rudiaz in the 90th minute uh, basically put the game away at 3 to nothing. Josie Altidore did score for Toronto in added time of the second half, but as you would imagine, it was all a little uh, too late for Toronto. Seattle win the MLS Cup, 14 shots uh, apiece for each team, 6 shots on target for Seattle, 5 for Toronto. Toronto dominated the possession game, um, although they did lose uh, the game in the end. 9 fouls um, against the Seattle Sounders, 8 against Toronto However, although Toronto did dominate the possession, Seattle dominated the number of corner kicks taken 10-4 to in favor of the Sounders. And with the MLS Cup over, ladies and gentlemen, you know it is time for some Premier League talk. We always have to keep you soccer fans in the know, and that is exactly what we're doing this week. Let's get you caught up on the stats The season has been well underway, and Liverpool are atop the charts, 34 points, um, 12 matches played, 11 wins, only one draw, no losses yet on the season. 
Leicester City with 26 points, 8 points behind Liverpool. 8 wins, 2 draws, and 2 losses. Chelsea comes in with 12 matches played, 8 wins, 2 draws, and 2 losses. Again, for a combined 26 points. Manchester City, um, Sheffield United, and Arsenal round out that top 6 for you in the Premier League this week. Let's get you caught up on NBA basketball and all that it has to offer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Cavs fan, these last few games have been something to cheer about. Starting on Friday, the Cavs were in Washington, D.C. at Capital One Arena, were 2-5, and five, losing some momentum, having lost three straight games. However, they bounced back against a Wizards team who did not come ready to play, especially as the game went on. The Cavs went up by four on the road in D.C. after the first quarter, um, then poured it on in the second, scoring 37 more points. Um, The Cavs would have 67 points at the half, compared to only 52 for the Wizards. The Wizards did come on a little bit of a comeback, uh, cutting the lead to four here and there, scoring 32 points of their own in the third quarter. However, uh, the Cavs came back and looked dominant in that fourth. 25-16 fourth quarter score in favor of Cleveland, giving them a 113-100 win on the road in our nation's capital against the Wizards. Balanced scoring was a key for the Cavs in this win. Chetty Osman, 11 points in 37 minutes. Kevin Love gave the Cavs 16 points with to go along with 12 rebounds. Tristan Thompson was back to being his old self at 21 points and 12 rebounds on the night in 36 minutes. Darius Garland and Colin Sexton combined for 31 points. Jordan Clarkson with 10. Larry Nance and Kevin Porter Jr. combined for 17 points and a big Cavs win on the road in D.C. Now this next win, as great as it was in New York City at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks, I'm not as impressed with. Here's why. The Cavs were playing the Knicks. It seems nowadays everyone beats the Knicks. 108-87 to the final score. The Cavs poured it on right from the start. It was the Colin Sexton show. 31 points in the first quarter for the Cavs. They outscored the Knicks in all uh, quarters except the third. Only outscored by three in the third quarter. And just poured it on right from the start. As I mentioned, Colin Sexton was phenomenal at Madison Square Garden. Put in 31 points in 30 minutes. Um, Kevin Love has been consistent, which is what the Cavs need from him. 16 against the Wizards. 17 here against the Knicks. In 32 minutes for Love. Jordan Clarkson poured in 17 points off the bench as well. Not as much of a balanced scoring as Coach Beeline maybe would have hoped. But hey, it was a dominant performance, a wire-to-wire win in New York and Washington, D.C. The Cavs, on a two-game winning streak, were heading to Philadelphia feeling very confident in what they could do against the 76ers. And for most of this game, ladies and gentlemen, the Cavs were right in there. The Cavs really made the Sixers have to work for this win. Now, the Cavs... Now, um, as you would imagine, they lost 98-97 if you saw the game losing to a dunk by Joel Embiid in those final seconds. Tristan Thompson hit two three-pointers, which is something that you will probably never see again in your entire life. 
but the Cavs did outscore the Sixers in both um, quarters of the second half in Philadelphia at Wells Fargo Center. Um, Cavs were down by three after the first quarter, um, outscored, or excuse me, um, were the second quarter score also 30-27, to Cavs down by three there. Kevin Love had 20 points on the night at Wells Fargo Center in 31 minutes. Tristan Thompson, as I mentioned, hitting two threes, six of his 17 points coming from behind the arc in 33 minutes. Colin Sexton has really improved this year with 18 points in Philadelphia, 33 minutes. Darius Garland really starting to get on and off now. Um, As we saw, he put in 12 um, against the Knicks, and then he had a terrific game with 15 against the Wizards. And against the Sixers, only 6 points in 28 minutes. A little bit of inconsistency there with Garland. But Jordan Clarkson, again, really kept the Cavs in the game and had some huge buckets in the fourth quarter to keep it nick and tuck, uh, nip and tuck. However, the Cavs fell in the final seconds to the 76ers, 98-97, the final score of that one. Kevin Love uh, had uh, the chance for the game-winning shot and missed the three-pointer. On the Sixers' side, Joel Embiid is dominant as ever, 27 points in 35 minutes. Josh Richardson stepped up with, um, in his 34 minutes given with 17 points, 5 assists to go along with the rebound as well. Ben Simmons, being the Ben Simmons we all know and appreciate, 15 points to go along with 5 rebounds, and he was dishing the ball out quite a bit um, against the Cavs with 6 assists, leading the 76ers in that category on Tuesday night. And ladies and gentlemen, let's see what the Cavs' top bench scorer, Jordan Clarkson, had to say on the overall character of this road trip, how the Cavs have improved, and what they have to look forward to in their next few games. We just continue to play hard. Uh, you know, we never out the game. Uh, you know, we got down 10 uh, at one point. We kept pulling the game in close, and then, you know, we even took a lead at one time. We just kept fighting. A lot of it starting on our defense. Um, we're communicating well right now. Um, just a few things at the end. We just needed a tweak. Uh, we got a good, you know, good uh, looks towards the end of the game. Uh, it was a great shot. I thought it was going in too by Kevin. Um, and you know, we just right there. We fight. And that's right. The Cavs were definitely fighting throughout that game. As I mentioned, Kevin Love with the game-winning shot attempt. Um, however, that attempt was missed. The Cavs do have some tough opponents coming up in their upcoming schedule. Tonight, they're facing the Miami Heat. Um, The tip-off time for that game is a little earlier than usual at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. 6 p.m. tip-off time. Uh, Hint, hint, there's something else going on in Cleveland tonight, if you can uh, guess what that is. Then on Sunday... Uh, The Cavs will play at 3 p.m. at a matinee, Sunday afternoon matinee at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse against Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the 76ers before heading out on a three-game road trip where they will head again to Madison Square Garden in their second matchup with the Knicks. Then they will head to Miami um, for another rematch against the Heat before taking on Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks at American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. Currently, the NBA standings include the Cavs as the 8th seed right now, but there's still definitely a ton to play for. The Cavs are 2-4 and four on the road, 2-4 and 
two at the confines of Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So the Cavs are going to be looking to go above 500 at home um, and regain um, that home court momentum for the season. And we will see what Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat have uh, in store for the Cavs. The Miami Heat uh, just came off a win this past Tuesday against the Detroit Pistons, 117-108. to um, They did also thrash the Suns by 16, 124-108 to in Phoenix, nonetheless. The Heat have also dominated Houston by 29. They have lost to teams such as Denver, uh, 109-89, to um, 20-point loss for the Heat, and they also lost to an elite team um, last this past Friday, the Lakers, 95-80 to in favor of Los Angeles in that game. So the Cavs might see a tremendous Heat team with the gifted offensive Jimmy Butler, or they might see a team with some holes defensively. Nonetheless, you know John Beeline and the Cavs will be ready for a big matchup against the Miami Heat tonight at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Now, if you don't really know about Cleveland sports and you're wondering, well, Darius, you were talking about that early Cavs game tip-off that's at 6 p.m. tonight because something else is going on. Well, what is that other thing that's going on? I wonder, is it a Browns game? You know, it might just, matter of fact, be a Browns game. And not it's not only is it a Browns game, it is a game against the rivaled Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, my mom's side of the family is from Pittsburgh. I obviously am from the Cleveland area, so it's very hard for me to make this decision. But I will make the decision of giving you the latest news with the Browns. Coming off a win this past Sunday at home at First Energy Stadium, kicking off the first game of three uh straight at home in Cleveland. They defeated the Buffalo Bills by a final score of 19-16. to The Browns came out of the gate firing. 6 to nothing uh, was the score after the first quarter. The Bills did come back 7-3 uh, in favor of Buffalo in that second quarter score. Um, the Browns did, however, have a two-point lead heading into the half. Uh, the Browns outscored a very, very tight uh, they outscored the Bills in a very, very tight third quarter, three to two, the, fi- uh, the score in that th- in that third quarter. Each team then scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Therefore, with that three-point cushion, the Browns were able to get past the raging Bills, the stomping Bills, by a final score of nineteen to sixteen. The Browns are now three and six on the season. The Steelers are 5-4. and four. They have won four in a row, ladies and gentlemen, um, after a 1-4 and four start in their first five games. The Browns, as I mentioned, 3-6. and six. They got their first win at home um, in four tries. They're 1-3 at home, looking to improve that record tonight. And the Steelers on the road are 1-2. and two. So the Steelers haven't had their best performances on the road. Four of the Steelers' five wins actually are at the confines of Heinz Field in Pittsburgh on their home turf. So we'll see. Definitely an exciting matchup. Let's see what some of the best analysts in the NFL have to say on tonight's matchup at First Energy Stadium between the Browns and the Steelers. A big matchup coming up, AFC North. Two teams coming off big wins. Buck, we've got the Steelers on a short week going to take on the Cleveland Browns. Look, this is a 
great matchup. I can't wait to see what takes place. AFC North battle. And DJ, I'm going to talk about the dog pound and what I've seen from the Cleveland Browns because I believe the Browns might have found a recipe for success that can sustain them the rest of the year. The combination of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, a physical ground attack, being able to use both of their skills, complementary and contrasting styles. I believe if the Browns stick to the recipe, let these guys touch it and really be the driving force of the offense, I believe you'll see Baker Mayfield get on track and you'll see more explosive plays in the passing game, all play action. But let the focal point be Chubb and Hunt. If they lean on these two guys, they can have a lot of success going forward. Yeah, use Kareem Hunt a lot as that lead blocker there and just run right behind him. I thought J.C. Treader, the center, played really well last week against Buffalo uh, for the Browns. Now, the challenge this week, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, we talked about Mika Fitzpatrick, all the plays he's made in the back end, T.J. Watt hitting after the quarterback. This game's about the two guys on the interior, Javon Hargrave and Cam Hayward, as stout and as strong as any defensive tackle pair in the National Football League. And this is a, their type of game here. When you look at a Cleveland team, you mentioned it. They want to run the football with Chubb and company. I think those two DTs are going to be huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers on that side of the ball. Then you, you flip it over to the Steelers' offense. Just don't turn the ball over. You're not trying to win a shootout. That's not your style. That's not your game. Run the football. Get the screen game. Run after catch with your wide receivers. Don't put the ball in jeopardy on a short weekend on the road against Cleveland. Oh, I agree with you, DJ. Like, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe this is Mike Tomlin's best coaching job. The job that he's done to get these uh, Steelers back on track and into the playoff mix. And I believe they've found, uh, they've rediscovered the formula that really makes them the Pittsburgh Steelers. Strong defense. Uh, really take care of the ball and win the game in the fourth quarter. That is what they've been able to do. Against the Cleveland Browns team, this, I think, would be their toughest test because the Browns are going to run right at them. Are the Steelers up to the challenge? I'm going to say that the Browns somehow find a way to win this one. I think that recipe that they found with Chubb and Hunt might be the difference in the game. Give me the Browns by three. Yeah, I would say you're crazy, but... I agree with you. I think the Cleveland Browns end up winning this game at home. A lot of energy in that stadium, and I just don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have enough offense yep. uh, for a Cleveland team. I think 21 points is the number. The Browns get to 21 points. They win the football game. So, hey, if you're a Cleveland sports fan, that's some good news. You find We finally have some predictions going our way these last few weeks, but um, it has also been predicted that this is going to be a close game. So will the Browns be able to hold on in those final minutes and stay competitive with the Steelers. We will see tonight the game time for the Browns and the Steelers is at 8.20 p.m. today. You can catch the game on Fox or NFL Network. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns from First Energy Stadium today at 8.20 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, done with the material for today at the Cleveland Sports Show. But before I go, I do want to give you a few reminders um, about some of the upcoming events with my Twitter account as well as Nordoni Hills News. If you haven't uh, seen it in a while, I've posted some new episodes, Center Court with Ray Horner on the uh, WAKR radio network. Um, we will continue that segment every week. I also uh, have been posting... Um, my most recent episodes to Twitter as well. You can listen to them right there on Twitter. Just click uh, on the video box and you should be good to go. My podcasts are also on Spotify. You can you can look those up. You can just type in my name, uh, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A. 
and all those episodes should be there for you to listen to on the go. So you can get the Cleveland Sports Show on the go wherever you are. Also, if you haven't been to NordoniaHills.News, make sure that you uh, look at that website as well, especially with basketball season coming up and Nordonia Nights uh, broadcasts with myself coming very soon. So make sure you check that out as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to me today on the Cleveland Sports Show. We will see you next week. Um, talk about more Browns games ahead, analysis on the Cavs, and some Premier League discussions, as well as much more for you on the Cleveland Sports Show. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and take care.